thanks for coming to hear the quirt on the street and dwell 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 what do we have here i'm your dwell host vince uh and he uh is amidst strange beings in a strange land the flow of time itself is convoluted with heroes centuries old phasing in and out the very fabric wavers and reality shifts and obscures there's no telling how much longer your world and mine may remain intact but use this to summon one another as spears, cross the gap between worlds, and engage in jolly cooperation. If only he could be so grossly incandescent. He is your solar host, Josh. You get that? <laughs> solar, yeah, solar. Yeah, I, I enjoy how much more nerdy you are than me that you can come up with these things because I would just, my brain does not go there. And the minute I hear you do them, I'm like, <laughs> wow, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> yeah man i'm just i'm just free associating and dwell it was just whatever it's dwell, dwell, dwell. <laughs> um so what's up how you doing i'm doing pretty good how are you how was your week i am phenomenal and my week has been eminently okay oh just no better no worse no better than okay than worse well that's it's always uh always a good way to start the week mm-hmm How's about you brighten my week up with a little segment that I like to call Fun Fact Ooh. with Josh? Okay. Did you know that Canada is south of Detroit? P- parts of it, I'm sure. Just a- Surely not. Surely not all of Canada. Uh, we're going to find out. Like Winnipeg is north of Detroit, right? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sometimes you just have to trust things. <laughs> what does it really mean to be south? You keep going around the world far enough and everything is south of everything else. So so there is a tiny, tiny, tiny little tip oh, of Canada that stretches uh, into the lakes in the water that goes below Detroit. What? This seems... This seems unnecessarily complicated. You could just say that Canada is south of, like, I don't know, Maine. Yeah. Or M- Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I I liked that. That was a good little good, get you good. to look at a map. Yeah. Who needs them? Who needs a map? Needs that's anymore. what we have GPS for. Yep. That's what we have GPS <laughs> for. These days, yeah. I don't know how to use landmarks to travel around places. These, ah. these ding dang kids. Who'd, uh, I'm going to learn how to fold an actual physical map so that I can go on Ellen and prove her old ass <laughs> wrong. I'm pretty sure she's long Back gone in by my now. Day, we had to. Tell people directions by saying, you know, that sign over there with the chicken across from it that only has one eye that blinks three times. Yeah, take our left at him. And then there's a guy named Hank wearing yeah. a yellow trench coat, and he'll take you to the whopper yeah. layer. If you see him, you've gone yeah. too far. <laughs> um, all right. So we, Court on the Street, here, Josh and Vince, that's me. We choose each, we each choose words. And then we talk about things based on those words. They come from Quirtle. Um, that's how the intro always goes. <laughs> I said it perfectly. Spot on. Um, yep, 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 yep. This week, Josh goes first. I'd like you to tell me what your word this week is. No. Today, no. Josh. I refuse. 
Fair enough. Roll credits. <laughs> this week I chose the word staff. Like the yeah. infection? Or like the magical scepter, you know, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but neither of those. Um, <laughs> uh, Got made, it. I, I saw Got that it. and made me kind of think about, uh, you know, staff at a at a workplace, you know, the employees or your coworkers. And I figured it'd be a nice little conversation to talk about some of our favorite coworkers, some of our favorite workplace stories and what makes a workplace enjoyable to us. Okie dokie. So, do you have off the top of your head a favorite coworker over the years? Somebody that you've worked with across all of your jobs that not necessarily not necessarily like your best friends with them or just somebody that like when you think about that Mm. that place of employment, they were the one that like made it enjoyable to go there. I did have this one boss that on my first day um that I worked there. Uh, gave me a copy of Parappa the Rapper. Oh, he sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he was okay <laughs> most of mm. the time. The problem is that when he sleeps, like he hangs his feet off the bed, and if you sleep in the little trundle bed that pulls out from <laughs> under his bed, you get a feet full. You get a you face get a full, full of feet. Face? You get a feet full of face. <laughs> that, that would have been much um, more enjoyable for you if I hung my head over your feet. I guess so. Why would that be more enjoyable? Because then for you me? wouldn't have feet in your face. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most of the time I was sleeping, so it didn't really matter. Your feet can't smell my face, so it's not really a a bad thing for me. But don't you tell me what I can. (laughs) Don't you tell me where my nose is. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody makes me sniff my own smells from other places. I don't know, man. This is a tough question. Why don't Why don't you go first, and I'll think on this. Mine, without a doubt, has to be Joe Biz. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, We both worked with a. a guy named Joe. Uh, we call him Joe Biz because he worked, he worked at Showbiz show video for an eon. And Joe is just the perfect mix of old boomer and funny kid. Nah, he was a hippie. Yeah, well, I mean, he's like boomer, hippie, funny kid. I mean, kid. boomers are hippies, but still, like, he was, he was like... He was, he was, I don't know, whatever, I guess late boomer, right? Like he's, he's a, he's a, oh yeah, 100%. But he was always, always fun to work with. And he never knew what he was going to say. He was the type of person that, but everything that he said was, it was pristine and in most cases should have gotten him punched by the customer. But for some reason they loved him. Yeah. Yeah. His filter was not so good, but (laughs) He, he just had he was just like he's charismatic yeah. so like in the way that like small towns just, people just say shit yeah and everybody understands that everybody else is just gonna say shit and that means that you can too he was so he was like he was like perfectly like tailor-made for a small town yep like living yeah he was he was always always a good time to work with what do you yeah. have anybody besides I, uh, Parappa the Rapper gift giver? Yeah. I don't know. Everybody that we worked with at Replay was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I have one. I have like, I think I have something uh, like everywhere. Like, I have a favorite person from like every yeah. job. So, like, I worked Summer Rec was my first job ever. And mm-hmm. working there with Frank Murata was hilarious. Um, yeah. Somebody that we both grew up, grew up around and 
went to school with and it, it was just i don't know it was just super funny oh my one of my yeah. cousins we had such a good time playing uh pokemon stadium and destroying little kids and dodgeball kickball together oh yeah just hey did you see that they're re-releasing pokemon stadium for the Ooh. switch yeah, it's like a. I don't know what the service is, but it's like, a, and they're releasing N sixty four games, mm. and uh, Stadium and Stadium two are going to be among them. Also, ten eighty snowboarding, which nobody's talking about, but is one of the best. And this is a very games. good N sixty four game. Yeah, that and you know what doesn't get a lot of love? Banjo Kazooie. That was oh Banjo. You think it's not a lot really. of love? Not I don't know. Not not overarching love. Yes, if you're bringing up that style of game, yeah, sure, somebody will bring that, bring that up. But like it overall, is just one of the better games on N64. Like it was really well done and very fun. Yeah, I think if you I think if you look up like you know best games in the N64, top ten games on the N64, it's it's gonna be on pretty much every list. You know, you look it up. won't be Beetle Adventure Racing because that's a terrible so. game. Yeah. And end of sentence. Um, yeah, I think if I have to pick someone, I don't know. Volo just stands out to me. Yeah, Volo is great. <laughs> our our other friend Volo, he's he was he was a lot of fun to work with at uh, replay in Herkimer, and I I really did like just miss working with him yeah. when they moved me out to Rome. Yeah, yeah, he was always a good time. He still is. That was good. Yeah. I thought yeah, talking to him is. last night. It was good. That, that was the first time I talked to him in like a month or so. So it was cool to. Oh shit! Did we say good night to him? Oh, I don't think so. Good night, Volo. Damn it! Good night, Volo. <laughs> good night, Volo. <laughs> yeah, good it reminds night. me of um, um what what's that? Oh, why can't I think of that show? The Little House on the Prairie, or one of the. They're I like, don't know. Good night, I, I know this. Good night, Yeah, I know the bit that you're talking about. I don't know the <laughs> show is from. One of those old people shows. Yeah, he did. He did that whole skit just on his own, saying good night to his yeah. own friends, just every single one, and then collectively, and then individually once again, and then collectively yeah. again. Then he left a little early, so he had to come back and say good night. And then he had to more. type it to us to make sure that we could all still read. Yep. You no know, checking yep. in on our our ability to you know understand yep. things in a, yep, yep, in a yep. written format so you know it's a really caring guy it's a good time and i worked at geno's after that that was my next job and boy how i missed mm-hmm. that place um i don't know that one's a toss-up it's either jared kyle or this guy john rocker that worked there uh or i don't know that whole place was a riot and then it'll lead me into one of the funniest stories which I, I know you know but uh, i'll tell for the the sake of the show when i worked there and they bet me 20 dollars that i wouldn't walk to stewart's which was across the street saran wrapped and try to buy something so that i let them saran wrap me with the big roll of industrial saran wrap from head to toe with just like my hands sticking out from my body as like little hooks and had to <coughs> waddle my way across to Stewart's and open the door and then get somebody to to cut through the plastic wrap to take my wallet out of my pocket and pay <laughs> pay for the drink. Damn. Damn dude. We're we're lucky that TikTok didn't exist when oh, we were younger. Would, yeah. I mean, are we or aren't we? Because that would definitely be out there if we did. No, we are. So, okay, for every story like that, there's ten bad ones. Nine stories that are equally cringeworthy. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, um, I would just definitely 
probably have to I'd have to say Jared. He was just too funny. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't really like make work friends. Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a healthy habit. Um, not <laughs> Not like it's not like I don't like people that I work with. Like I like pretty much everybody that I've ever worked with. Basically, I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't really make like an outside connection with them. There, the one guy that I work with now that I uh, do like quite a bit. And I have hung out with outside of work. Uh, his, his name is John, and we've just like he's just invited me over to like play some board games so we uh played um frig i can never remember the name of the game apocalageddon or something like that um it's like it's like a really raunchy like deck building card drafting game Mm. where you play as like i don't know nasty wizards that do nasty stuff to each other like use i don't know dragon's balls and then and and then uh, they get limp wands um well, if you get both of the dragon's balls, oh. um, it like provides defense, I think, or something like that. I don't remember uh, exactly what all the cards do, but you get. Um, and then if you get the rest of them, the Shenron comes out. No, there's only two dragon's balls. There's only one dragon. He's got two oh. balls. Oh, so it's Shenron's balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's Josh. It's dragon's nuts. Oh, see, you had to be you just had to be more clear about it. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um yeah i don't know yeah i guess i am uh, more of like a social butterfly when it comes to that stuff like seem to always make well the thing is like you have had to move down south so you kind of had to yeah but i've always done it find friends and some i've always done it though like i've always acquired new groups of friends throughout life like when I was in college, I had a new group of friends from being there. When I, I mean, when I started it, when I was working at Bargain Outlet, I had people there that I was friends with. When I started working at Replay, and I became friends with all of them. And then uh, when I moved down south, obviously, I had to, had to make a whole new group of friends. And then, yeah, made it made new friends when I moved back, and I started another job after that and made more. I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm a very big people person. Like, yeah, I guess like, I'm not. Uh, if I don't have people to talk to, it makes my day like miserable. Oh, I've gone entire days without like talking. Yeah, see, <laughs> I don't know. Like I get to I, I get to work. I don't talk until I get home. I feel like my brain is always thinking about different ways to ideate things. And like having coherent, in-depth conversations with people is just the best way to spark new thought. So like I'm constantly like trying to talk like about different things so like like for example there's a guy that works in the radio side um of where i work and he's like the person i know the most that's into like hip-hop rap and rme so i'm constantly like sharing video clips and stuff i find with him I'm trying to talk to him about it because i value his input on it i want to see what he yeah. thinks about it so I, I think i i'm selective in what i talk to people about because i know what they like and i know what conversations will be good to have with them but i don't know i think that's Honestly, probably my number one skill. I was I was doing some reflecting and mm. thinking about that. And it's like I think the thing I'm the best at is people, if that makes sense. This sounds it just it just sounds exhausting. Like I talked to one guy at work quite a bit. Not not John, a different guy. But uh like, you know, I talked to him about video games and board games and this and that. 
And then like one day it's Saturday. I'm just like, I'm so tired. I'm like in a rut. So I'm just trying to like get in, get out, just do my job. And he hits me with the, uh, so I've been looking up what exactly fascism is. (laughs) And I'm like, oh God, now I have to do this today. Yeah. See, that just sounds like a miserable thing (laughs) to talk about. Like, that's what I mean. He's that's that's a that's an exception. Like he's usually like, you know, we, we have a lot in common. We actually talk to each other. But like that's the sort of thing I don't want to I don't want to risk getting into a situation like that. Yeah, I guess I'm just <laughs> I don't know. I'm good at I'm good at either avoiding those situations me. or or people or you know what? I The big difference, too, is I'm always most of the time I'm the one starting the conversation. So like you only yeah. had that conversation because. You let him bring the topic. I was like, I I don't know how it came up. I, it was it was in the yeah. morning. I was tired. Maybe he started it just like fresh out the blue. Maybe I was talking about something that was just on his mind. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've always I've always just found people, and I actually have a lot of. I mean, obviously, so replay was. The big, big part of everything, because I'm still friends with the majority of the people that we worked with across three locations. Yeah, yeah they were all uh, pretty chill dudes. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's only like a few that I I can't imagine I would ever want to talk to again. It's like Ziggy and Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right, right about those ones. I just didn't have anything in common with yeah. either one of them. Mm-hmm. What, you didn't want to uh, talk about flat brim hats all day? I mean, maybe. With Ziggy or My Little Pony with no. Randy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, what I would give to go back and just have one week of working at the store. I know, right? Like, I don't want the pay that I was making. <laughs> But but if I could just like continue to get my pay and then work there I, for a week with everyone, I could do I could do one week at that pay. I could. I just wouldn't want to. I I couldn't do I couldn't do more yeah. than one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so good though. But you know, you know that if you went back, you would get all the prop like magically right. Poof, we're in a different reality where you're still working at replay games. You know. That that would be the week that all the customers with problems come in and want the moon and the stars just because they can't connect a Wiimote to their Wii. Yeah, it gets to me a little bit, but I feel like that's what made me such a good people person. Like, I was super young when I got put into a position of, like, power, in quotation marks. Like, being a manager of somewhere at, like... 20 years old was just really young so like having to learn how to appease or refuse customers because when they ask to speak to the manager you're the one that they have to talk to anyway so you figure out ways to make your job less hard by just diffusing the situation and i feel i credit that a lot to why i was so good at why i feel like i'm so good at people and like especially sales or oh those styles of things like it's a skill to be able to, uh, it makes it sound scummy, <laughs> but like size somebody up. You know what I mean? Like uh, understand like what that is important to them and what is going to help solve the problem. What's going to make it better for them without with 
causing the least amount of frustration for either you or your employer. So like it really made me get a hold of that quick because people would people would act a fool sometimes. <laughs> And you had to, I just had to deal with it. And then thank God I had that experience. Cause when you got down to working in a, in a vape shop where you're dealing with uh, people's addiction to nicotine, that's when the real ass hats come out. Yeah. I can imagine having that experience under my belt of dealing with, you know, people at their worst and how to diffuse that and how to appease them really helped. Um, but I, and I also I think it just helped me develop good business philosophies. You know, it's like even when I was working at the pizzeria, it gets if you have to give away fifty dollars worth of food for a five dollar like fuck up, oh well, like it's worth it because fifty dollars is nothing. But if there are ten ten people that they tell their bad experience to mm-hmm. don't come in, all it take all it would all it takes is them them spending ten dollars to make up for yep. what you had to do to a piece that other person. Like I instilled that there really fast because they would be like, Oh, well, you know, something would happen. We'd be in a rush on a Friday and somebody would mess up something. And I'd be like, Oh, this person's on the phone and they're really yeah. upset. Their order got messed up. And like, they're just screaming at the other person on the phone and they'd hand me the phone and I'd be like, look, I'm sorry that we had this, this problem happen i remember when specifically this lady called it was like 8 30 at night we closed at nine she ordered like six subs it's a good size order i mean our subs were they were big and i think they were like i don't know 11.99 or something but they were like 14 inch like thick pizzeria style subs not your little dinky subs you get at you know subway or something they, they had some some meat and stuff on them and two of her subs had gotten messed up and she had come and picked them up. And I remember her like being really aggravated on the phone with one of the other employees. And they like, they next speak to the manager, which I wasn't like really the manager, but I was, I guess. You just needed to speak with someone else. And I was like, you know, I mean, I'm really sorry that this happened. And I tell you what, um, we will remake your subs for you and give me your address. And even though she had come and picked up her food, we remade her subs and I had them delivered to her for free of charge and completely diffused the situation. She had her, her other subs yeah. in 20 minutes. It cost us $15 of actual money, you know, between covering yep. the driver and what the actual ingredients of the subs were. And she was happy as could be. See people who, people who don't learn that lesson end up like, Working for the furniture store that I had to deal with, uh, Ruby Gordon. I will always name and shame them. But uh, it was like I had to deal with so many people, like in positions of power, and they just like they didn't budge even a single inch while I was dealing with them. Like in the two weeks that I was dealing with them, like Nicole's grandparents needed a new couch, and they had bought from that store before and decided to not go back. Because of what they were doing to us. And I told them that. I told them the customer's name. I told them, you can look this up. You have cost yourself a sale. I don't know how much money you're trying to extract out of me. It's not going to make up for losing sale. And they still didn't budge even a single inch for us. So, like, we would have been repeat customers if they had just been like, hey. See, the problem with that is those companies are so big. It's two stores. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, they're so out of touch with 
like the actual employee versus who runs it is so out of touch that they can't have that same freedom. I talked with the top guy. So like for me, I've always operated under the thing of know where my limit is and like how much money I can cost the company, but do it and then ask for forgiveness. Because like most of the time people in power, if it's not an absorbent amount where they're going to like notice, they don't want to be bothered. But a lot of people are just, a lot, of, a lot of people are to. just too afraid to, to act in that manner. Nah, this, this dude wanted to cost his company as much money as possible. I took it all the way to the top. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly speak with anybody higher. I talked with the guy who did the delivery schedules and he offered nothing in return. Even after like the replacement came in and he ordered the unnecessary inspection and the other couch got, you know, they, they finally scheduled the delivery and I'm like, okay, at this point you're going to just like move up the delivery schedule, right? No. They didn't do anything. This is what that guy did. Yeah. Like I, some places just suck. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't talking with just reps on the phone. I wasn't talking with a store manager. I was talking with like the delivery manager. Like a if if they have a C suite, this dude was on the C suite. And he just like didn't didn't he wanted to waste as much time as possible. Yeah. So my, my only experience like that is when I bought the new washing machine that we have and obviously it got delivered by Best Buy and the date of delivery, uh, we had a big snowstorm and they messaged me and they're like, um, he calls the guys like they're sending us home for the day because it's too bad for us to like go out and deliver stuff. I'm like, okay, that that's cool. Like I understand. And then rather than me be on the next day for delivery, I checked the thing and they bumped me to the end of the line because they already have yeah. delivery schedules. And I'm like, I get it. You don't want to make the other people wait, but that's a little ridiculous. Like then hire, have a second crew to come in to fix, you know, make up for the deliveries that you missed the day before. Yeah. And I did the same thing where I couldn't get a hold of, I couldn't get anyone a hold of anyone high enough to fix my problem. And even the guy I talked I think... to, um, like I called and I talked to like six different people and like, the guy at the warehouse yeah. was like willing to do it. He's like, I physically can't change it. Like, I don't even have the option yeah. in our computer system to move your date. Yeah, see, I wish I wish I got to anybody who was even that willing. Yeah. Like, like, it's not that I didn't get to the point of talking to somebody who could have done something. The Ruby Ruby Gordon furniture uh, was unwilling to do anything. If you're listening, if you want to look up Ruby Gordon, um, Greece, New York on Google, and go ahead and like the review that I left. Oh, I kind of want to see this now. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I had to write a... I wrote a TLDR for it uh, because it was... Because I outlined, I out, outlined everything... It happened. I waited nine months to write this review because I was so angry about the whole situation. It, I did not get less angry about it. Oh, um, yeah, you did. That's a nice one. Yeah, man. You'll be happy to know that so, upon checking it, uh, there was one a week ago that was also terrible. Good. Oh, I got to go like that one. You know what's funny, though, is they responded to this the other person's thing. They, mm -hmm. Nobody responded to yours. Weird weird i wonder why Yo, you got six likes though I'll, I'll give you another one good those are those are those are all my really? likes i mean all mine and nicole's <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's wonderful oh man 
yeah, then I'm trying to think of some other, oh, there's just so many good stories. Like I have memories of at, at replay. I remember, you remember how indestructible Wii Fit boards were or GameCubes? Like, yeah. I remember being at the Rome location and just having like a mountain of GameCubes and Wii Fit boards. And we made... <laughs> He made like climbing stairs out of them in the parking lot, and had Justin try to climb over them with his Jeep. <laughs> and he made it over like two stacks of them, and none of them broke. <laughs> like we fit boards and game cubes were supporting a Jeep. <laughs> Hell yeah, that stuff was really fun. Or um, I'll never forget the day in Herkimer when Joe Biz was in the back, and somebody asked for him, <laughs> and I carried him out from the back under my arm, like he was. Like it was just like I was carrying a board out of a lumber store, just just holding him straight yeah. up in the air, just come walking out the back door, holding him under my arm. Person's just like, what? What are you doing? He's just talking to him, hanging sideways. Yeah, it was was a good time. Um, what do you think makes a workplace enjoyable for you? Like, is there criteria or things um, that make working somewhere easier for you? I I feel like I'm fairly easy going about these things like as long as a workplace is kind of easy going i'm fine with it mm -hmm. you know like the people who want the people who take work way too seriously have the ability to ruin it for me um everybody's on the same team nobody wants to be there like you're doing this thing because it's something that needs to be done and like maybe this would be different if i i don't know was a circus performer or like did something that like required a passion to do but i don't want to do any of that stuff if i i don't want i don't want my interest to become my job um and so anywhere that i work i just want it to be pretty chill that's why i like my boss now like he's He's just good about sort of t t taking care of the workplace. Like I uh, put in for some time off not that long ago and Nicole was like, hey, did you remember to put in that time off? I was like, I think so, um, but I'll check, you know, and I like asked my boss about it and he just looked at me and he's like, Vin, have I ever messed up something like that? <laughs> like. No, you haven't. You're right. <laughs> I just just trying to make sure. I'm yeah. sorry. See, for me, it's all about the people. People are what can do yeah. it for me. I things that drive me nuts at at a workplace are lack of things to do. I would rather be pedal to the metal, like completely swamped, almost overwhelmed, <laughs> than have nothing to do. So, like, I, I worked at Bargain Outlet for like a year and a half, and some days, like, we would have our big customer sales where people that had our cards got 25% off the store and we would see every slumlord landlord that owned 73 apartment buildings in the Utica Rome area come in and they would just max out their credit card spend 25 grand just buying buying all yeah, that buying paint. every every last vanity and cabinet that they needed to replace to fix up stuff or just update their things for as cheap as possible. It's 25% across that mm -hmm. big of spending is huge. So yeah, sure. But a lot of the time it was just like monotonously bored. So I'd just be 
Go. I can't stand tidy work. When Pete, when when employers want you to just do work to stay busy, it drives me insane. They're like, well, just, well, there's nothing yeah. to do, and I'd be like standing there. They'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like waiting for a customer to come in. We'll go go straighten the shelves. You want me to go spin cans? Okay, but like in the grand scheme of things, not really helping. And it's just, and that was the one thing that got me at my job in North Carolina. My boss had a very particular feeling about the windows and being in a vape shop they got very foggy pretty quickly because you know vapor would just stick to them just blowing blowing, blowing, on, fat blowing clouds. on fat clouds yo and uh he would be like what are you doing why go clean the windows and i'm like i already cleaned them today he's like well okay i have you sitting around I'm like what do you want me to do it's not my fault that there's not a customer here like i'm not gonna go make imaginary things to do just so I could stay busy. Like, I, I just hate that idea. I just, uh, nothing gets me more agitated than that kind that style of work. Like, it's like, it's like being, yeah, it's this... like being punished for being too good at your job. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I just don't uh, like the whole argument for people that uh, bill hourly versus like bill for a project. And it's like, well, why would I pay you that much? It only took you 10 minutes. And yet you pay me that much because that only took me 10 minutes. Like that same kind of feeling why should i be held back yeah, sure. by being good at something it's kind of the same thing it's like well why should i be made do more work when i'm doing the job that i was hired for to the best of my ability like going and just doing busy work nah that ain't it dog yeah okay. yeah that seems like you know that's that's huge I am in a lot of places so i am so willing so ready to blame everything on management always like that is that is mismanagement if you think that your employees are so unmotivated that you need to keep them busy every minute of every day then you are bad at managing well that's my thing is like if if it was a i wouldn't mind staying i would love staying busy every day if the things yeah, that you have sure. me do have value right but like uh, what i'm talking about is like the people who get upset when cashiers have stools oh no, I don't want to you know, stand all day. Like, Why should they? It literally makes no difference. Yeah, exactly. The people who sit in sit behind a desk all day are upset when people want to, you know, sit for a minute waiting for the next customer. I think the you best know, thing any place has ever done is Aldi's having all their cashiers have the seats. Yeah, Aldi's is a good employer. Benefits right from the bat. Yeah. Competitive starting wages. You get to sit. Yeah, like I, I don't understand that whole thing like uh yeah there's a lot of places like that yep 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 all right what else you got for me um i think that's probably it okay on the shorter side of topics this week but you know it was genuine uh, yeah and less uh it's less genuine. long-winded based on things that i had to look up or or memorize <laughs> It was straight yeah. from the heart about you. Straight from the heart and from the from the bowels. Uh, oh, actually, um, loose ends. What I do, do you got? Loose actually, ends? Uh, so this one's kind of cool. I don't know if you have been keeping up with this at all, but you know what a beacon skiff is? Yeah, it's a yeah. orchard down in the southern yeah, tier, it's right? Just south of like Syracuse. Um, they just mm -hmm. announced uh, an entire new brand called Heirloom, and. They are one of the first. I think there's two of them in Oneida Indian Nation now. Um, 
mm-hmm. that are in the process of the Indian Nation, Night in Indian Nation, obviously it's on the reservation, so they don't have to have the same clearance as everyone else. But uh, yeah, Heirloom is going to be a 15,000 square foot manufacturing facility for cannabis. So they're taking their experience with um, growing apple trees mm-hmm. and all the things that they do there uh, and taking it over into the cannabis world and starting that. So I thought, I thought that was kind of cool, um, seeing yeah. places start to sink into this. Um, just good. It's good to see. Uh, I'm excited to see what it can do for the economy. Um, obviously, there's way more money going to be in bigger locations, but I, I'm excited to see what it can do, the tax revenue can do in an area like we live in. Yeah, I, I guess I understand it for this um, application. But- I started like in the middle of a thought. Um, so Beacon Skiff is the same as 1911, mm-hmm. the uh, hard cider and yep. distillery. I have never really understood why companies like this like make separate brands for these things. Uh, there's some. There's at least one like Finger Lakes winery that also does this thing. Three Brothers also manufactures bombshell hard cider um it's just i don't i wonder i don't know if it's like tax reasons if they're just establishing another like dba or well in this situation it's because of one like any kind of blowback or liability right so you know they can't have something blow up on the cannabis side like say somebody majorly fucks up and they sell stuff they're not supposed to, or something happens. If they're separated completely, there's no way for anything to leak over into the other business that's already self-sustained. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I see I see value in taking a trusted brand and applying it to a different sector. Like if you called it 1911 cannabis, you know what you're getting. Like you're getting 1911 quality I'm products. Gonna- Quality, I'm consistent gonna say products. there's probably so, like, gonna be restrictions from doing it too. Uh, I, I don't okay, know for sure, sure but the, the FDA and um, the other whatever cannabis coalition and stuff, uh, I have a feeling are gonna have some pretty strict like packaging and regulation rules. So uh, they're probably just trying to avoid all of that. I would imagine, um, and also. Um, there's a lot of people that still aren't okay with it. So I don't think it's so much, it's probably more so they don't want the cannabis associated with the other brand because they don't want to negatively affect mm. where it would take some digging or at least somebody to look up something. We, we just need to collectively agree that whenever somebody is like negative about this because it's a gateway drug or whatever, we just need to collectively agree to just make fart noises with our mouths at these people until they stop talking. You know, it's funny. This actually reminds me of something that I was thinking about the other day. Have you seen the uh, the wet fart prank guy on TikTok? So no. there's this guy who just does like wet fart pranks. Right? He'll just be like walk, walking okay. by a group of people. Yeah. And just- See, maybe I haven't seen this because I'm an because I'm an adult with sophisticated. You're taste. the one who brought this up, so I doubt it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, farts exactly. are funny. That's what I've noticed. So I've been watching all of these. I And I am entirely consistent there in this are, opinion. There are people, like, you'll be watching the videos, right? And he'll, like, they'll just be, like, walking through a park. 
And they'll just be like two random women with like the worst RBF you've ever seen. And you're and he'll just like let a loud wet one go like right at him, like lift his leg and be like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom and just. And every single one of them starts laughing. I don't think I've seen one where some or the people aren't giggling as they walk by. Like he's literally like making noises like he's shitting himself at him. Like I'm I'm sure it's just playing on a speaker or something or. Or whatever, but it's just, oh, everybody thinks farts are funny. Like, I don't know what it is about them, but every yeah. single person I know thinks farts are funny. Who Who is it? Is it, I can't remember the comedian that does it. It might be Jim Gaffigan. It's like, it's like farts are funny. They're little, they're little trumpet noises that, that come out of your butt. <laughs> like, if you don't think that's funny, you're an idiot. He's not wrong. Like, what kind of idiot do you have to be to not think that, like, coming out of someone's butt isn't funny <laughs> and like if they're they're even more funny because the pitch and st- like the sounds always change based on like the person it's, their position yeah you know scientists like scientists always say every fart is like a snowflake it's it's unique there's a different <laughs> crystalline structure to each <laughs> fart oh man <laughs> and with that <laughs> we can move and with that we can move on from this uh, smelly situation. Little farts is a perfect transition into it's not actually <laughs> the conversation that we were having is uh, pretty well paired with my okay. word, uh, which is other. Dun, dun, uh, dun. I've been. Yeah, I've been. I don't know. on a sort of downward trend lately, not to. I mean, I'm not throwing a pity party for myself or anything. He is but, telling my idea. Like, I've just, yeah, I, oh, shoot, I, I need to tell this mariachi band to go away. No, 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 the, the party's canceled. <laughs> the pity party's canceled. Um, No, I just been, like, when I get like this, like, I just get in my mind a lot and just think, just think, thinking way too much. Um, And it's hard to get out of that. So I thought of other and that started making me f- think about, you know, like feeling out of place. Um, I try to pick positive topics. This is risking <laughs> uh, getting into negativity area. So I, I want to preface this by saying, like, I am coming at this from a sort of self-awareness okay. uh, standpoint. Like, I'm not being like, eh, you know, why don't other people like me or anything like that? Like, this is all just like self-awareness because i've been noticing myself feeling this way quite a bit lately i'm just feeling out of place i don't think i'm like quite on the same wavelength as a lot of other people and it's not necessarily a bad thing i'm just you know ships in the night or whatever so i just want to sort of start off this conversation with when have you felt the most out of place? I imagine for you, you've put yourself in a lot of situations where you're like big out of place. Like you moved like a thousand miles away. So like, was it then? Was it some, was it just a situation? It was a situation down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a minute I read this uh, on the like episode like sheet yeah. that we have, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, easy, easy answer. answer. Um, when I was living in North yeah. Carolina, um, Went out to a couple bars with some friends, having a good time. And next thing I know, we end up in a strip club. And I have never <laughs> felt more out of place in my life. 
<laughs> I, I, I know that might sound weird to some people. But I just didn't like it at all. I felt I found myself feeling bad for a lot of the women that were up there. And it's like, I don't know, maybe some of them really enjoy their work and that's what they want to do. But it, it just I don't know. Just feel like most of the time, how do I say this without offending anybody? (laughs) (laughs) Circumstance brings a lot of people to sex Well, you know what it is here is the best way I can put it. It's kind of the same way the stereotype is with like a lot of military people. You know, the whole stereotype of people only join the military because they don't have anywhere else to go. Mm. I, I have that same kind of feeling for a lot of women that do stripping and stuff. I feel like there's sure there's some that absolutely love it. And like, that's really what they want to do. And that's cool. Like all for it. I have nothing against doing yeah. it. But like, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of them probably are doing it because they need to make ends meet. And that's something that they just happen to be, you know, appealing physically to people and it's something they they can jump in and if you are physically attractive you can make a decent amount of money in a pretty quick amount of time depending on your geographic location obviously if you're in the middle of nowhere you're not going to make as much as if you're in like a bigger city but yeah i don't know dude i just i felt so out of place so weird like sitting there and like watching it and they're like they're like looking at you because they want you to give you money and i'm like i feel so bad i don't i like i want to give you money but i don't want to give you money (laughs) it's just like yeah i don't know not for me i'm sure there's plenty of people that enjoy it but yeah that was by far the most either that or uh at a halloween party i went to which is actually funny because that's another night that i ended up at a strip club um Being with a group of people, um, and like, I don't know how much experience you have with this, probably a decent amount because of college, but like you have your friend group, right? And then you go out with them somewhere and then they have groups of friends and there's like, you know, just a bunch of acquaintances and friends all intermingling and like seeing hard drugs come out at like one of those situations where like your friends are there and then some of their acquaintances and friends are doing like. They're not smoking weed. They're doing some other stuff like mm. that shit made me hella uncomfortable. I'm just like, eh, it's just not me, not who I am. Yeah. Yep. I'm just like, you do you, whatever. I don't judge people for it. Like it's your life, you do what you want, but it's not for me. And like just being around it made me uncomfortable, Um, especially because like yeah. I was I, I'm at a random person's house in on Halloween night and I just see people doing blow off the countertop. <laughs> yeah man you got me on this one i i, I, I haven't been to a, a strip club i've not had somebody just like take me to a strip club and i oh i mean uh, don't think i've ever been around someone just oh, like i've seen people do lines. lines in the bathroom at a strip club i have seen people do lines off the center console of a truck uh, like it's yeah i really I you really I realized that. how secluded our area is like growing up like in comparison like there's just there's just not as much going on it's just a smaller area so it's like moving down yeah, into sure. that like i was kind of in between two bigger cities you know charlotte and then greensboro was was bigger so i was like in in winston which is like not small by any means but winston's probably i would say like syracuse size if i had to yeah that makes sense to me I had to uh equate it so it's like being in the, even in being in Syracuse and compared to where we live, like that would be the difference. It's like 
man, it just opened to so many new things. There's just so many new people and like you're around more people at once. Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, those would be the most uh, like out of place I would say I felt. Um Yeah, mine are uh, much more innocent. I'm not a I'm not a not a bad boy like that's you. That's the thing. I'm not a bad not boy. A, I just find myself in those situations and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be there. Yeah. See, I, I just like feel like this one. I just got to go do shit. Um, maybe like the, the maybe the most out of place that I ever felt has been like when I start a new hobby and I and there's like a very specialty store that I have to go to, you yeah. know, like I, I think of like the the lumber store like i felt out of place going to lowe's the first time that i got like bought power tools <laughs> and then i took up this hobby that i like had to go to like a, a lumber store and somebody just like i don't know do you ever just get that look like when you go to a place that you can tell that basically everybody that goes there already knows what they're there yeah, for but and then the person there like looks at you like this person doesn't i think that's how <laughs> like, it comes like, across some but most of the time i think that's the they just don't recognize you. Yeah, like they they know the other yeah, person. Yeah, this is this is for sure a thing that happens in our own heads that, that these people are not projecting. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's like it for me. Um, I mean, I don't know stuff like that. I, I've actually come to feel like that's useful. Um, yeah, I'm like just trying to do stuff that makes me a little uncomfortable more often. I hardly ever put myself in situations where I'm just like the odd one out. And especially when I get into like social situations, I'm I'm like able to meld into social situations pretty yeah. well. Um, it, it's not like my choice, but, you know, I can I can pass. See, I feel like I'm kind of a, at a, at a sports party. Yeah, I think I am, too. I'm just less willing to be than you are. I just think I have so many broad interests that I can find common ground with people really fast. Yeah, same. So it, it ends up working out pretty well. Yeah, if I need to talk about, uh, you know, hand egg, I can talk about <laughs> hand egg. Um, but yeah, so when you do find yourself in these situations, maybe, maybe bring it back from like, you know, these like extremely uncomfortable situations. If you're just like, in a situation where you don't know people, you've gone someplace that you're not used to, you don't know where you are, don't know the protocol, whatever. How do you how do you just sort of deal with those situations? Do you have techniques or do you just sort of depends on the let depends the flow on the take you? Situation. So like being for example, Matt's wedding. Like Okay, sure. I think anybody that says they're not a little bit nervous when they have to get up in front of people and give a, a speech. Mm. And they tell you that there's no nerves. I think they're, most people are lying. See, some, some people, people thrive at it. Like legitimately yeah, love some people do. doing but that. I would say the majority yeah. don't. Um, yeah. So like that I knew was going to bother me a little bit. Um, and not so much because of the people. Like I'm fine with talking in front of people. Right. Um, I had to basically my whole life because working retail the majority of the time. Like after so long, you're just so used to talking to people it doesn't really bother you anymore. It was the more the feeling mm -hmm. of letting that moment down. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're responsible yeah. for a key traditional moment in somebody's special day and not having it be 
good or memorable makes you overthink a lot. So in that situation, I just sure. drank enough where I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The social lubricant yeah. can help so in that, that situation. That time uh-huh. was that. Um, but in most situations, um, I kind of just work through it in my head. So like, for example, this was one of the times that I really felt uncomfortable uh, and had to work through it is mm-hmm. when I was working through the vape shop and we had the e-liquid line and we were traveling to do the shows and stuff, promoting it. I was talking to all of these people um, via Instagram or Facebook or text messages or things, um, either stores or uh influencers um mm-hmm. or people that were involved with other brands and big in the space and then like going to an event and meeting them um mm-hmm. and like walking up to somebody that has you know a million million followers on instagram and having them know who you are and like start talking yeah, to you like sure it was really weird at first you know what i mean like Cause like in my head, I'm a, you know, and I still am. I'm a fucking nobody. Like uh, nothing special about me, but like, I yeah. really felt out of place at first a lot. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm going out to dinner with people that are running. Like we went out to dinner in Miami um, with these people Mini that had Miami. like three or four different people with us that had multi-million dollar e-liquid businesses and like i'm just sitting next to a millionaire chopping it up with him and like that made me really uncomfortable at first because like i felt like i didn't Hmm. belong in that circle of people like like a fraud like why am i here Uh, i mean Uh, and like well you had you had really early imposter syndrome super early imposter syndrome (laughs) um that's no that's no no no. um so like getting past that really opened things up for me which was good because like I got that pretty early on and then it wasn't so bad when I had to like, like we went to California for the huge show and mm-hmm. I'm friends with some of the people and I'm up on stage doing giveaways and throwing merchandise out into the crowd and standing on stage in front of a crowd of 50,000 people just throwing merchandise, launching yeah. bottles of juice and plastic bottles and t-shirts and all different stuff into the crowds like I would have never been able to to do that and not feel weird if I hadn't have gone through that so early. It's like it just it's such a yeah right such a weird feeling because I don't feel like I deserved any of the attention or deserved to be like not in in the spotlight but you know around the spotlight. Sure, <laughs> but I guess I've never actually like been in this situation, so I can intellectualize this a lot, but. I probably will never have to put it into practice. Doesn't it enter at some point that these are just like different levels of nobodies? <laughs> like they're just nobodies that happen to find this or whatever. And <laughs> I don't know. You're not like functionally different than these no, people. But they feel bigger. Right? Than like you. it's like I guess. <laughs> I mean, no, I I know. I just I don't know. I don't know how I would. Yeah, um, it's like it's like you're react. working. It. I don't know how to explain it, and like your situation, because it's not like there's like people of fame in the, in uh, the post office. <laughs> the like super the super yeah, real man. But like, it'd be like if there was somebody that you really looked up to, or or people on YouTube or whatever that do woodworking, 
and like you meet them and then all of a sudden you're just in that group of people it, mm, it just okay, yeah, sure. it feels weird like i don't i didn't feel like i did anything to belong there um but it was just weird <laughs> and sure. to like yeah. to go from like small town utica new york to you know going across the country to california and going into these meetings and um up into these booths to talk with bigger companies and trying to make sales and deals and really just network with people like that was 90% of my job was networking. So it was like I needed to do it. But right. it was also like, kind of off putting because I didn't feel like I was on that same level with people. But you get over that when you're yeah. when you're like forced into that situation. You do you have to find commonality and like find a way to take people off of pedestals. I would say that was the best thing that being in that situation taught me is like uh, there's a tendency for for all humans to kind of say idolize people, but put people in certain statures or statuses and, and label them and, and keep them there. Um, and I really don't do that anymore um, because of that experience. Yeah. I, I had to learn to just take every single person at face value when I'm face to face with them and not let outside influence dictate my thoughts on people. And I, I tend to be that same way now on just about everything. Um, I like to form my own opinions on just about anything. I don't really read a ton of reviews on yeah. stuff. I mean, I will on some stuff, but especially when it comes to media, I'm not a, a review person. I think that stems from that. It's like, I just like, yeah, the, I would rather spend my time and find out something sucks for the reasons that I think it sucks than avoid something because somebody else didn't like it for something. See the, the thing about reviews, I feel like this is one of the, this is one of the things that like comes with sort of media literacy is not every reviewer is for everybody. Yeah. In fact, every reviewer is not for everybody. Um, so like it's, it's a sort of balancing act of not taking, you know, face value reviews of too many people, which is why something like Metacritic is not like an ideal indicator of quality. Right. Yeah. Uh, but when you find the, I don't know, two, three critics that you tend to align with in terms of their, opinions and their uh analysis like that's useful to have you know you could look at like i listen to just like two video game podcasts right and there's whatever seven people on those two podcasts between the two of them and I'm like when i'm looking into a game or if i hear them both talking about a game like it's useful to know what the difference in views is and what is positive and negative, but that's pretty exhausting for a lot of people yeah. to actually like hear that many opinions and sort through them and identify, do I agree with this person? Do I disagree with that person? Why do I, or why don't I? It's, so it's for tough. me, it just depends on like, I guess, monetary value. Like if it's something that I have to spend a lot on to, to get the experience yeah i don't mind but like most of the sure. time like tv shows or movies or games they're so cheap like i'd rather just spend the time that i'm going to spend reviewing actually just making my own assumption of it so like yeah if it's yeah if it's a hundred dollars yeah i'm not going to do that but like most games are like what, 15 10 to 15 to 40 dollars unless it's like a triple a game which if it's a triple a game sure. you're buying it because you like it already 
because it's a franchise or you've already seen what you want because they've been advertising it all over the place. Um, but mm. most of the time it's like, you know, smaller indie games. And I'll, I'll use this for example. Um, people hated New World. And if I had let everybody else's opinion, you know, affect me trying yeah. that game, I might have missed out on a game that I really enjoyed. Because let's be honest, <laughs> in, that, in that situation... 90% of the internet was just shitting on it. Well, yes and no. That that's a that's a weird um situation because what people were talking about in terms of why Oh wait. No, nope, I'm getting it I'm getting it mixed up with Lost Ark. We we kind of played those games around yeah, the same yeah, time, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I didn't actually hear all that much bad oh, stuff man. about the- New World. I just I just heard that it, it didn't retain people like and it didn't retain people because there was an echo chamber of people talking horribly about it and and that i would honestly say that's one of my biggest problems with people is like people that can't express why they don't like something and they just say it's shit well that game okay my understanding of it and i like wasn't in these echo chambers i i got like the echoes of the echoes from the outside right my understanding of it is was it it just wasn't ready for the sort of fervent player base that it got I mean, it got slammed right away right like the servers got slammed and yeah. that caused a lot of connectivity issues but then a- after that settled and they were able to get the servers under their feet like they weren't ready for the fervency of the players like players mmo players are gonna power level gotta have end game ready right away and my understanding is that it didn't so the end game wasn't there for only 17 percent but... of people made it to end game i looked at it i was actually watching a video yesterday and uh, somebody looked okay. only 17 by what by what definition 17 percent of people made it to max level which is end game like they made it to 60 and that's when end game okay. starts only 17 percent of the player base made it to there people most people quit that seems before they hit that... level 40 that seems high enough for the sort of player base that that game got, right? Like it was. Oh, it had like nine hundred and some thousand that's, concurrent players, like the first yeah thing. But yeah, I mean, it was literally there's only like two big streamers that are on board for it, and unfortunately, that that dictates a lot in today's day and age when you have all <laughs> yeah, these. Yeah, I know media personalities saying something's garbage and moving on to the next thing like it just becomes fact in that area which yeah. is bad luckily there was still two of the bigger personalities were fighting along with it um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I, that was yeah that i had like 800 hours in particular it, point and i i loved it but yeah. i loved it for other that reasons particular point uh, i think leads me into my next piece of discussion mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be uh what is the most recent situation in which you have felt out of place i'll just go ahead and go first it was last night uh oh yeah <laughs> not for like a bad reason i want to stress this again it's not like a bad thing it's, it was just a sort of weird thing for me so we played uh with a group of friends we played omega strikers it's a big game out right now from what former, former riot devs riot yeah. Yeah. So and it was very fun. I had a I had a great time. But like the fact that there was a game like this that so many creators are behind and like 
there's obviously a huge marketing push for this game, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, the fact that like I hadn't even come close to hearing about this game sort of highlighted to me like how far outside of like popular culture I am. I don't think that's as bad as you think. It- because until Vinny told me about it, I didn't know about it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Vinny is on the pulse. Yeah, and normally I am too. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like unless you're, so I guess it would make more sense because yeah. you're more into obscure games and stuff. Like you and him have, I would say, more similar taste in gaming preferences than me and you in some facet. Like yeah, I'm sure. I'm normally more multiplayer, more like shooter, more fast paced mm-hmm. stuff for the most part. Um, whereas like you like things with a bunch of different mechanics and stuff like, like say the spire and things like that, that you've played and Vinny's the same yeah. way. He loves mechanics and things. So like, <laughs> I also, I also watched him streaming that, that like, uh, welcome I to the game. I can't even remember the name of it. Welcome to the game. It's, it's such a, there is no game title mm-hmm. ripoff. Like if, if they didn't just straight up rip off and try to, gain traction based on there is no game i would be amazed but i like even watched that and i'm like okay i see the appeal of this for like streamers and i'm sure that's how we heard about that game but it's like seemed like a subpar puzzle yeah, i game. never heard of it and like i'm yeah i'm kind of <laughs> okay. but here's the thing i'm not on yeah the pulse like i don't read kotaku anymore don't look at engadget i don't right. read any of those things like i yeah that's I've watched certain people on Twitch. I watch YouTube people, certain ones, and I have a pretty good tailored Twitter feed with like a mix mm-hmm. between shit posting and people just rambling and like things that are cool and that I care about. People are normally talking about them. So, and I, and I didn't hear yeah. about it. So uh, I wouldn't have played it if he didn't ask me to. And again, to be fair, like, it only released five days ago. Yeah. So. And I, I guess this was a good point, too. So this is something that, you know, you're talking about, like, self-reflection and thinking about things. Yeah. Um, I normally don't I don't spread my wings in games much anymore. I'm kind mm. of a, you know, you can find me playing a BR. You can find me playing an FPS game. You can find me playing Minecraft. And other than that, you're probably not going to find me playing <laughs> anything. Um, and Vinny's always asking me to play games with him. And 95% of the time yeah. I say no. And he asked me to play this, and my initial thought in my head was, absolutely fucking not. Why would I want to play that? <laughs> um, but then, you know, I was laying there, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, he always asks me to play games, and I never want to play them with him. But in the same aspect, like, I can never expect him to play the games that I'm playing if I'm not willing to give something that he wants to try a chance. So yeah, I yeah. decided to download it. And you know what? I actually enjoyed it. I will say playing on keyboard and mouse kind of sucked. I didn't enjoy it as much. I made the switch to controller. Yeah. It is way more fluid for me. I'm sure at higher level, yep. mouse and keyboard is probably better. But trying to keep track of your mouse and your character at the same time because they're both free-flowing and moving is a nightmare for me. It's like having my eyes go in two different directions. Yeah. I don't know, because you played Lost Ark, so you kind of... Did you... you play, Oh, no, wait. What am I thinking about? You played Diablo. I'm surprised that it was taking you so... No, because Diablo like is like... Was, you're clicking to move. You know what I mean? So this, you're moving okay, WASD, sure, yeah. and you're aiming your like skill shots. So Right. What was the... What was the ARPG that I... 
um, that I'm thinking about that you moved with WASD mm. and aimed with the mouse. There was one recently. Mm. It's not Lost Ark. No. I don't know. There's some ARPG recently that I thought that you played. I could have. Uh, I, I don't oh, know. Maybe I no. dreamed Did this because it's not like V Rising. I didn't, That's I didn't the one that play I'm thinking it, about. I played it a lot. Oh, okay, okay. It was one of the ones he wanted me to play. For some play. reason, I thought that you played it. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Diablo, you're, you know, you're clicking it's, to move, whereas, like, this one, it's like you're moving with WASD and your mouse has complete free roam over the screen. So, like, you'll be running right, by right. a person or, like, running by, running by the puck and the puck's to your bottom left. And then you hit that, and then there's a person to your top right, and you swing over there to try to hit them. And then the puck is still at your bottom left. And like, if you don't mm-hmm. move back there because your mouse is now behind yeah. you, you end up shooting the puck the wrong direction. It was just so easy to get them mixed up. Uh, and part of it's probably yeah. uh, that's probably a me problem. I'm sure not a lot of people have that issue, but uh, it was so much easier to transition to control. It's a very specific yeah. issue. I mean, it, it's just like having um, to watch separate things with each eye. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like I said, it's very specific. I, I mean, specific to the game, not yeah. to you. Like, I don't, I don't think there's another game where you really have to keep that sort of track of your player and your mouse at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think the the I will say. I don't know if I I've told you this before. It's a little embarrassing because it's it's a little like it's a little like I don't want it to sound like I'm blaming, but I think the thing that made me like st- uh, gravitate towards single player games, especially in the past couple of years, is our experience with uh what was it Path of Exile. Mm. Um, we played the hell out of it, right? Like yeah, we played a lot. Like we were basically at end game, and then. Some other like I'm moving at a slower pace than Vinny because Vinny plays a lot. Like he just has a higher tolerance for long sessions yeah. um, than than I do. So even when I got to play for a long time, like I I couldn't couldn't catch up just sort of physically. And then yeah, I was trying to catch up. It took me a long time to catch up. And when I finally did, it was like by that time Vinny and even you at that point because you are able to play more than me just circumstantial circumstantially like you guys were ready to move on and i had sort of just gotten to the point because that game is structured weird yeah where like you can't really do co-op uh content or it's not useful to do co-op content until very late game i had just gotten to that point and then you and Vinny moved on and i was like uh that was like really disheartening for me and (laughs) ever since then i've been I've basically been playing like single player games. Yeah. And that makes um, sense. It's not. Yeah. It, it uh, again, it's not like a bad thing, just on different wavelengths. And I felt that a lot like last night playing with Volo and Pobega and Vinny. And it's like, I don't play with uh, like Volo and them, yeah. like his group very much. So I kind of always feel it whenever I get in a match with them. But like Vinny's still going hard, like game to game to game to game, you know, power leveling, late gaming, basically everything. And I'm like, I just can't keep up. It's tiring just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but uh but a nice, but a nice uh, you know, chill game that I could put uh a hundred hours into, like Stardew Valley. I love that. Yeah. I mean it was kind of the same way 
in Guild Wars, I would say, for us. Yeah, sure. Um, where I didn't, I couldn't stick to it because I was, I, I should have just made a new character, but I didn't want to make a new character. <laughs> mm. But that made me not like none of the content was interesting enough for me at that point. Yeah, the that was. It's weird because I did stick with it for long enough to like get past that. That game is not super easy to get back into for like launch players like us. Uh, There's so much new stuff. So much has moved on that it's hard to latch on to any one thing. You almost have to. The only thing that kept me engaged is me starting and deciding immediately I wanted to do a late game thing. And then it forced me to figure out how to do it in today's Guild Wars. See, I think I realized that Um, the thing that attracts me to MMOs most is learning. I like uh learning a bunch of new things. So like starting into a fresh MMO is so entertaining and intriguing for me because there's so much to learn. And Mm -hmm. going back to Guild Wars, just I didn't have that same feeling. Like even though there was new stuff for me to do, it didn't give me that feeling. And I think that was a a lot of the reason why I couldn't stick with it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that was... I wonder if there's like... I did get that feeling going back to it. So I wonder if there was some like barrier that you have to hit as a returning player uh, before you realize like how much new stuff there is because there really is like a ton. There was, but there was um, like nothing I cared about doing. Well, yeah, that's, and, that's and, what and that I was mean, the thing though, too. Like, it's okay. So the things that I would have cared about doing you guys wouldn't have cared about doing like i i i don't think that's true i would have had to go really hard and i would have wanted to get into raids and do raids like consistently like that's the stuff that i enjoyed and i didn't think i didn't feel like that would be up your alley as much i mean the the thing about the thing about guild wars 2 is it's so mature now that there is a compelling reason to do everything if you if that's what you needed to do, then I could have done that with you because raids are how you get legendary armor. Yeah. Like I could have I could have done that, but it's it's tough. Like I don't know. I do like I do tend toward well, raids are PvE. Yeah. I tend toward PvE content. Yeah, but like I open also, world here's content. The other but thing is, um, it would have been a long time coming to get to that point, you know what I mean? I also I didn't yeah. want to Okay, this is um, this will this might sound weird, but not no, it, it's a good thing. I didn't want my okay. selfish desires for what I wanted in the game to impede on Nicole enjoying the game for her first time. Mm. Because okay, sure. uh, I I did think it was important that like she enjoy that playing it with you, and I think she she did substantially because she still plays it from what I know. She so, does. Um, that also was part of my thought process like i didn't want it would have either resulted in you playing on your main and not playing with her or we wouldn't know it would have like rushed through the con rushed through the content like power level or which is not a good way to enjoy the game either yeah uh and i knew i I knew that's what it would be i don't think we were that far off um on this like again it's just different wavelengths right like you you didn't make the wrong decision we didn't make the wrong decision but we weren't that far off like we could have made it work because I 
leveled a character with yeah. her. But as soon as she hit level 80, I switched to my main. Yeah, but I'm saying by the time that happened, I, my interest was gone. Like there was like yeah, a, there was a very so. small window of of interest uh-huh. for me and it was sure. and it had already closed so uh-huh. it was like i would rather rather wow. have you guys enjoy that than like want to do that and there was nobody else playing it like nobody else that we knew you know what i mean and and the yeah thought of, right okay so that was that's another thing like the thought of having to find people to do things with again in that game sounded mm. so treacherous Ooh. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, that bad. That sounds it, like so we, much work. We played work. solo. No, we played solo for quite a while, and then like we're in guilds. Yeah, but like it's, just in them. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. It's it's not like y- you gotta. You have this idea like a bad taste in your mouth from us running that guild in that yeah. game. No, I don't have like, a bad y- taste y- in y- it because we did it not having it there makes the rest of it feel weird. Yeah. Like the game. I feel like my experience with the game was different than a lot of people's because I was running. I mean, at first a huge guild and then afterwards a pretty serious one. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's almost like the game is less enjoyable without that there. It would have required a recalibration, but I don't think it was. I don't think it's as extreme as you would have thought. Who knows? Just playing essentially solo. But whatever. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. (laughs) I I just... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, couldn't... It sounds sounds like I keep trying to convince you (laughs) you're wrong about it. Oh, I mean, there's no Uh, being right or wrong, really. It was just... I know. I I just couldn't keep my interest on it for one one reason or another. (laughs) You know? And it was like... I was already wishy-washy on it. You know, like I sure. struggle to go back to games. Um, I, I really do. It's like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know some people can go, go back and replay a game over and over and over again. It's not really my thing. Like even the only reason I'm playing Minecraft even now is because it's a completely new mod pack and I have to relearn everything, which <laughs> is, I think why I like mm-hmm. Minecraft, like the base game of Minecraft. Eh, it's Okay. Well, all these mod packs where it adds like a ton of different things that you can do and like sure. works together and intermingles with each other. That's the stuff that excites me and keeps me going. It's the same thing with an MMO. And I think that's what why New World was so appealing for me was mm. that was also the thing too. It's like didn't wasn't didn't New World come out right after we had started trying to play Guild Wars as well? Yes. So that was it did. That was because also a big a lot thing. of the a lot of the people who were still playing like Necrid and Plum moved over to New yeah. World. That was also the so that was probably the big determining factor is like I was learning that it was fresh. Yeah. Oh, you were you were big into New World. Oh, I like, love it. I still do. I'm gonna was, go back. The other to thing it. is, like, yeah, that's that's the other thing is like I didn't blame you for moving on to a, a different MMO. Like it's newer. It's shinier like guild wars was the right choice for nicole and i because i was familiar enough with oh, it yeah, to it great. give her a, a jump start um but yeah like for someone like you that put you know however many thousand hours into it hundreds of hours into it it's like whatever i'm done move on and it's fine oh yeah i, I mean i had like um like 35 like 14 3500 that sounds about close to yeah, yeah. about 3500 hours in guild wars yeah i have i have no reason to doubt you um you know it's on steam now it is huh. yeah i mean that's probably that's probably really good 
Yep, they put it on I wonder Steam. If you could see a spike in player base. I don't know. It still had a pretty big, consistent player base. Like if you got on during like the the you know high times of the day, like you could still see up up to like three hundred thousand people yeah. playing. Which for a twelve year old MMO, huge. three like three hundred thousand like active mm-hmm. daily players. Yeah, I mean New World's on an upward trend, and that one plummeted hard. Like yeah. it was like fifteen thousand. Yeah people still playing it um but it's on an upward trend i mean they're they're going like 30 to 40,000 now and it keeps climbing but they're in like new like expansion i guess you would say it's a whole new zone that's like massive is being added in next month so i'm probably going to try to go back to that the whole whole new uh leveling like the whole whole leveling experience has been revamped and um so it, it's really weird because New World was a completely different game a year before it came out. So like there was a lot of shortcomings in, you know, they just copied and pasted towns and like assets all over the place. Like there wasn't a lot of variety. There was definitely a lot of quirks with it, but it had a really good foundation. And I loved one. It was one of the things I did a lot in Guild Wars too, like professions, gathering, and like, mm-hmm. I have all of my own. I had like all of my uh, like gathering professions and stuff leveled up. A bunch of my other um, specializations and stuff, like armor smithing and cooking and everything, maxed out. I love yeah, that sure. stuff in games, and the environment was so um, immersive, like that. That was enough for me, like. Nothing is more soothing to me, and it's the same thing why I'm doing why I'm playing Minecraft now. It's like putting on a YouTube video, like a podcast, an hour long podcast, or a TV show on my left monitor, mm-hmm. and then on my right monitor, mining for a material I need in Minecraft or a New World, running a loop for material gathering. Like, yeah, those things are so soothing for me which i know is weird for a lot of people because it seems like monotonous things that people don't want to do but for me like oh man that's the stuff that i love yeah yeah guild wars 2 it looks like this site which i don't know how they calculate it still has like four hundred and eighty thousand active daily players it's wild that's pretty big mmo MMO populations. Is that what you're yeah. looking at? Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So number one, World of Warcraft, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Old School RuneScape, Warframe, Roblox. Oh, so this is daily? You're looking at daily population? Yeah, that's what I was... That's what it's ranked on. Yeah. Um. So New World's at like 270,000 right now. It ain't um, bad. And that's as of t- today. And then... What's total players? Uh, how do I look at that? Um, it'll say like if you go into it, it'll t- say like rank total players, daily players. Uh, let's see here. Scrolling down, maybe I'm rank. Oh, total total players estimated total players, fourteen point two million. Yeah, I don't know if I really believe this site, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, two hundred seventy thousand daily. I mean that that makes sense, I guess. I don't get, I don't get this. This up here says nine hundred and eighty-one thousand daily players. Whatever. 
inconclusive. Yeah, no, that, those are wrong because like New World on Steam, which yep. is where you're going to play it, uh, yep. peak is 36,300. But if you go. Didn't New World have a standalone launcher? No. Oh, no, not. No, Lost I'm, Ark. Uh, I'm getting it mixed. Yep, yeah, I'm getting mixed up with Lost Ark. Yeah, again. so. Um, but in July, it was 13,000 players. So it's yeah. like tr- almost tripled in the last couple months. And it's. Like steadily going up. Yep. Um, cool. Um, okay. Let's move on. I asked question. I answered the question. How about you, though? Um, what is the most recent situation that you have felt out of place? It doesn't have to be you know, mm. big, like you're watching, you know, someone snort meth off of a stripper's ass or oh, anything. Yeah. But, um, uh, hmm. I think about this. When did I feel out of place? It doesn't even necessarily have to be like long lived or anything like a, a work event that you just sort of. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Of... Didn't want to go to or went to the like the, the I don't oh, know. Oh, um, a Broadway show. I would say like so this example would be uh, a friend's birthday party. And OK, it was out at a, a local bar area. And it's like, I know them and I know like three other people there then there's like 70 other people there and the two people that i know are bouncing around talking to everybody and i'm just sitting there and like it seems mm-hmm. like everybody else that's there knows each other and there you are there i am just sitting there i mean granted like i find people that either wedge my way into conversation based on what i'm hearing or you know somebody will come up and start a conversation but there was a good like 10 or 15 minutes where I was just like, um, maybe I should just go home because like <laughs> they haven't been yeah. back around and I don't know a single soul here. <laughs> um, it's like I want to be here to, to support you for your birthday party, but uh, not not knowing anybody. It's kind of I, I can imagine I equate it to probably the same feeling you had at my parents anniversary party, like a little bit better because you knew some. Okay, sure. And you had Nicole with you. So it's like, even if you didn't know anybody, at least, you you know, there's comfort in having somebody that you're there with, like, you know, be together and talk to. So you're not like just sitting by yourself. But it's like, you only knew like my parents, my sister, my cousin. I I guess it's not actually quite the same because you knew a handful of people. Right. We were pretty much sitting next to somebody you knew for the majority of the time. Yeah. At least Danny was there. If you take mason myself dan and my cousin out of it like you wouldn't have known anybody yeah and it's it's like that situation's gotta just be it's just awkward because like you're just sitting there and it's like you want to be there to support people but if you don't know anyone that's yeah you know that's a big It's it's a weird situation yeah it's like almost like the same thing like I got invited to a wedding next year in in North Carolina. And it's like, Mm. I want to go to it. But at the same time, like the only people I know are the people getting married. I don't know. I don't know the families on either side. Wow. That's tough. Weddings. Weddings are big. big. Yeah. Like I have no connection to anyone there other than the bride and groom. And they're going to be doing their own thing. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I'll be there, but fuck that's gonna be mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be a weird one yeah but best of luck so yeah i <laughs> i guess 
Did I answer? I think I answered it, right? Yeah. Friends birthday yeah, party. That's that's gotta Well you didn't know anyone. That's gotta be my yeah. My uh my best one. Yeah, that's that's that works. Um I and I also think um I think I feel a little bit out of place at the beginning of just about everything, if that makes sense. So sure, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, every time that. we start a game night at your house, I feel a little bit out of place because, like, you guys are there every week doing it, and it's like I have to get my footing into it. You know, it's not not the yeah. it's like kind of you know it's something you guys yeah. do consistently feels normal, but for me it's different. Yeah, so like well, getting a footing yeah. for it, and like you know, you guys play your we... games, you already know the games, like it goes. A specific. Uh, I mean, believe me, believe me, we are always like figuring out new things about the games that we play. Like we play very complex games that, you know, you're not going to you're not going to be out of place for not yeah. knowing. We also have so many that we like don't play a particular one very often. Like we have a couple favorites. Yeah. But uh, um, in general, we either pick one that it, we're comfortable enough walking you through or any new person we've had a few like yeah. you know less experienced people come over like we pick one that's e that we're comfortable enough walking people through or one that's just easy enough to sort of a, like a party game yeah type I, thing. I think it's it's every situation uh, where where you're with like a yeah. friend or a group of friends and then there's other like groups of friends that you you know intermingling yeah sure it's like you gotta gotta get your bearings for the situation yeah, board it. games are t- t- tough to because like you grow up, you're familiar with you know Risk is the most complex board game yeah. that you could think of, um, and we're playing much different yeah. games. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely much. But um, I, yeah, I just think it's scenarios you, like you that. Just have to, yeah, you, you just have to sort of give in to it. Next time, next time you come, like. Maybe we'll play a game that none of us are familiar oh, no, with. So we all be on even. I don't even footing. mean that. It's just like the whole construct of game night. You know what I yeah. mean? Like no, I, it's I, your I get guys. It. I get what you mean. Thing. So like, I have to feel in my head. I'm like, okay, like I got to get into that mind space. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Um. Okay. Any? I guess those were your last thoughts. Any last last thoughts? Um. Not that I can think of. Uh, I th- cool. I think this is a pretty productive Good. episode. Do you have any loose ends to go over with us? I almost got hit by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> a tree branch. Like you or your um, vehicle or all of it. Um. So, go ahead and uh, drop this picture in the Discord channel for this episode. Nope, that's not. There we go. So there, that picture. Um, so I'm driving along this road. Um, the way my route sort of works, I get done like with my walking section. I drive up this road, and there's one box on this road that I stop at. So I'm driving up almost to the box, and all of a sudden, like a cable comes down on the side of the road next to me. I'm like, man, that's weird. Like it's storming, like it's kind of windy, but you know this road just got paved. So the people who put these, you know, cables back up must have done a shoddy job. Yeah. I look back in my rear view mirror and that branch is laying in the road and that's what took the cable mm. up. I'm like, okay, I see where it's laying. I know where I was when the, that cable came down. <laughs> yeah. You were just like right there. 
I like could not have been more than 20 feet past that branch. Jesus. Yeah. Like I checked my truck afterwards because I kind of expected that like it grazed it or something. Branches like, yeah, would have like grazed it. But no, like I was I was past it. But yeah. So that was my little thing. Wow. I had a nice I've been I've been stressed lately. Had a nice productive weekend where I got to you know hang out, did some work around the house, got to relax. Oh, that's good. Really de-stress. Um and then Monday comes and that happens and then I'm all stressed <laughs> again. So hey, wouldn't be wouldn't, wouldn't be a work week unless you were, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that yeah, was fun. Good. Yeah. It's my loose end. Uh, I've been I've been trying to like I don't know. It's uh, this is the type of situation where it's like negative how I sort of behave. Like I said, like I don't have like friends mm-hmm. at work. So like that happens. I just work the rest of the day and like I don't really have anybody to, you know, say anything to about it. I get back and, you know, there's nobody really around. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just going home. I just think you're so used <laughs> I to. I don't have anybody to commiserate. I just think you're so like, used just, to not talking to people that you don't no my my job like is not um conducive oh no to i don't mean it just at that. work i just mean in general like like this this happened yeah. three days ago <laughs> like like you're gonna you could have called called me and been like you know i almost died but like you, you just it, yeah i don't think you didn't care i mean i did care talk. enough about it oh. you know what i mean you I did now but i'm saying like it wasn't like oh i saved it for, i saved it for the content yeah for the content <laughs> no you know what i'm saying like uh you would, I do. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like something that I was hiding. Or oh anything. no! I'm just, just saying, like, you didn't. It didn't matter enough to you to. That's call kind of somebody. another thing, that, like, or you know, to. Yeah. That's kind of another thing that I've been feeling weird about. Like, I'm so stressed that like my ability to cope with just like things means that like big things and little things all feel the same to me. Like, I I got I got equally annoyed at somebody who ran a stop sign <laughs> that day. <laughs> Um, than I did about almost getting hit with a tree branch, you yeah. know, like I'm just in a, I'm just in sort of like a weird headspace lately. And that's also messing with me also leading to my stress. That's okay. I got a week off coming oh, up. Yeah? Oh yeah. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out and then I'm getting a, a mole cut out and <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, like, fun. it's like a week of recovery for both of those. So I'm taking a week off. Yeah. You're going to be <laughs> on sick leave. Didn't even have to use vacation. You're going to be in pudding for a week. Eating pudding. Pudding and smoothies and mashed potatoes. Yep. And I don't miss that. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Well, twas a good, twas a good talk. But, uh. <laughs> yes. Until the next time we speak. Good day, sir. Yes, uh, take over past us. Thank you and congratulations for making it to the end of this episode of Quirt on the Street. We have been your hosts, Vince and Josh. You can find us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Quirt on the Street, Q-U-O-R-D on the S-T. If you're listening to us on YouTube uh, slash Quirt on the Street, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you can leave a review. Please leave us a review. If you tell us what we can do worse, I promise I will read it on the podcast unless it's just too mean. If you have any need to contact us in a longer format, you can email us at courtonthestreet at gmail.com or you can visit us on our website, courtonthestreet.xyz. Feel free to leave us a voice message on there. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can get a hold of us at our personal Twitters. Mine is at I'm Scuzzy, I-M-S-K-U-Z-Z-E-Y. And I am at V underscore C, spell out the underscore. Uh, we would finally like to acknowledge the people that made this podcast happen. Uh, Josh Wardle, who is the original creator of Wordle. And Freddie Meyer, the creator of Quartle, who you can find on Twitter at Quartle. And with that, we will just ask you, as always, to get, get the, the court out. out.